Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the Tier 3 Reckoning content in Destiny 2 Season of the Drifter. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash SayNo2Rage. Come on in and join the conversation. We would love to have you. Uh, wasn't I'm not exactly thrilled with Reckoning Tier 3. Don't really knew, know who they're making this content for. I'm a pretty hardcore player. I find it really unappealing and confusing with respect to incentive. Uh, so that was kind of my feedback on the content we're gonna jump right into the questions i am capo with eight months welcome back appreciate you very very much fuzz bounce i think your idea for leveling is the perfect marriage of what players have been asking for and what bungie seems to want you may have already uh but have you tried making a post on reddit and mobilizing your community to upvote it to try to get the devs to listen i feel like it would be a win-win all around I've actually talked about how I need to put a lot of my content on Reddit, both my talk about enhancement cores, infusion hurting the player, uh, the leveling, my idea about the NPCs and Ada's bounties. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that I've considered putting on Reddit. I just don't have the time, personally. Um, Also, I'm kind of like I I don't I I get what you're saying, like mobilize the community. I never considered that aspect of it because I kind of feel like. I sit here every day with a community in pretty large numbers and and have a lot of folks, you know, com- you know, communicating, asking questions, talking. I have playlists on YouTube. Uh, I, I've got plenty of content. Like, if Bungie's... Here's the thing. If Bungie's in the dark about the leveling and the infusion problem, since those were some of the two highest trending topics on Reddit recently, one uh, literally had, you know, Cosmo responding to it. If, if, if they're in the dark about what the community wants, then I ain't going to help them. I ain't going to help them. I'm not going to turn the lights on for them. I'm not saying that, like, I won't. I'm saying my Reddit post won't do that. At this point, if they're, if they're truly like, man, it, we don't really know what the community wants, I don't, I don't know what they're reading or what they're interacting with. Enhancement cores, uh, in, in infusion, the leveling, the milestones, I mean... When everybody is saying it, Destin from IGN, myself, Paul Tassie, people on the forums, people on Reddit, if we're all saying it, then I'm not really sure what the, like what they're using as a measure for community feedback. But to me, it seems pretty dadgum clear what are what are glaring flaws in this content structure and execution. I, it just is so unwelcoming and. And re- I mean, Reckoning Tier 3, Reckoning Tier 3, there may be a split in the community on that. But again, I said jokingly, it feels like the content's built for Redeem. It's just like, if you're not going to run a stack team with Chevy and the boys and really, really stack up, it's it's really, really difficult to win. And I'm not saying difficult like, you have to be good and we're not good enough. I mean, you literally can fail because the person with the exotic needed for the next section gets stomped and bumped off. And that's why you fail. A six second window for mistakes. There's just no room for error. I, it just, that kind of content is bizarre to me. If you're supposed to loop, if you're supposed to loop through that content loop, again, I don't think I don't know who's de- who it's designed for. It, somebody said it perfectly in chat. They're like, I come to Twitch streams to learn from the streamers to see what they're doing, and when I see stacked teams and highly skilled players struggling and easily failing, it makes me not want to play the content. And I feel like that was a pretty good summary. Listen, after you get beyond the success rate, uh, watch people play raids. Okay, as a test case. 
watch people play Scourge of the Past and Last Wish, and then watch them play it in the weeks that follow on streams. <clears throat> they get better. Their completion rates get quicker. They start speedrunning, right? The way this content is designed, you're basically just standing on a point, satisfying a timer mechanic, and using your exotics. That's it. It, it, there, there, there is no oh we're getting better at it now sure sure they got better at the they got better at the, the boss melt you know especially once there's arc burn holy frick you're going to melt anybody with the ward cliff <clears throat> excuse me you're going to melt anybody with the ward cliff once they if, they, if once arc burn gets in the rotation because it's solar and first it was void you know so now it's now we're dealing with people wanting to use 1k voices probably not whisper just because of the, mo- the mobility of the of the enemy a lot of people are going in with 1k voices and using a well of radiance to bake the boss so honestly the boss is trivial if you use the burns properly the main the main struggle and the main frustration is is the is honestly the stop mechanic it's the stop mechanic if you use a well of radiance and you use 1k voices the boss is a joke He's a joke. Yeah, and 1k voices, how many players have that? Right, like, I think you could probably get him burned down pretty easily with other weapons, too. I bet you if you went a Well of Radiance and Sleeper, you could probably kill him very easily, too. The boss feels like a, a bit of a prop, and even he has cheesy mechanics. He has, like, that automatic damage that you can't dodge. I don't know if that's preventable or not. If anybody in chat's figured out how to prevent him from doing that, even his mechanics are kind of corny. You just automatic damage that you can't seem to dodge or stop. I don't know if you're supposed to maybe if you kill the ogres he doesn't do the the big it's like it's like a wave blast but you can be behind stuff and it still hurts you um that guy got freaking knocked out of here it's preventable by using well of radiance yeah there you go uh the meatball stops yeah the meatball will stop if you get close enough to him he actually does he does like a he like flexes and like comes near you and knocks you back and hurts you dps to stun it makes the sound and sends you away, but no animation. Oh, so it's a damage check. Even still, the problem with that damage check is you do less damage to him because he's got that, like, shield around him. So 1k voices gets nerfed by that. So if you go in and try and bake him and you use all your heavy on him because, like, that's what you do in a boss fight, that's what we were doing. That's what we were doing, and then we didn't have anything for that phase. And again, consider what I'm saying. It's not even an issue. It's just cheesy and annoying. We go in and do tons of damage to him, get him on death's doorstep, and then we just basically put up with the annoying mechanics. And again, the ammo economy is terrible too. So what did we end up doing? We ended up putting on taking armaments, and then we just slowly chisel him down from there and beat him. Again, it just isn't. It just isn't a fun encounter. It's. I don't know. It. I, I understand that most bosses are just a boss bake and not being able to boss bake is fine but this guy is basically a bake and if you fail the bake then it's just like this annoying pesky nuisance where you're just kind of like waiting to get enough things to kill him because there's plenty of time on the timer again I just I don't know who the content's made for it doesn't feel like it's made for particular groups of people it feels like it's built for speedrunners and outside of that it's just not fun It's, it's, it's frustrating it's a frustrating content loop J. Chris, I don't understand how they can do it so right with the Ada bounties and then completely flip and do a 180 and not give us agency as it would be uh, so hard to add bounties even after that. 
Right, like I said, I would put up with the bounce mechanics, I would put up with all those frustrations if I had player agency over what I was getting. But there's how many weapons? 15 weapons? And you can run it, there are people that run it 10 and 12 times and get like one weapon. Now, some people have good drop rates. I mean, ironically enough, it seemed like Glad had the best drop rate. He seems to be getting (laughs) all the content. Like, he seems to have literally the best RNG. He's got all that streamer luck on his side, I guess. Like, you watch that, and then you go and play it, and you get a terrible drop rate. Are you really going to come back in? You know, you're going to run it 10 times and not get anything? I, I don't know. I just, I feel like they, they, they pivoted away from something that was so, so right. The Ada bounties were so so right, and if they had this, if they had this content conceived of in a vacuum, and then they got the really really strong feedback from the Ada bounties, but then didn't put them in this content, I think they need to. I think they need to. I think there needs to be an update at some point during the season and say, we heard you guys on the Ada bounty feedback. We want to give you more player agency. Drifter now has rotating bounties that you can grab that are both ones for prime and ones for the reckoning you know two two bounties per week so that way you can have some agency over the grind for particular weapons you know reckoning tier three and particular things in gambit prime are still going uh are still going to give you um weapon drops you would still have the weapons drop but it would be um it would be more you'd have more player agency over getting it over getting it done that's like that's how i would do it you know keep having them drop in tier 3 that's totally fine keep having them dropping in tier 3 and then when people uh, do like the specific things in gambit prime they can still drop there and then you can have them randomly dropping as well as like tier 2 tier 3 Uh, Manly Teddy Bear. Have you found any other weapons that are effective for the boss fight in Tier 3? It seems as if 1K is the only option. Sleeper? I mean, anything solar-based. Obviously, when the burns change, you're going to change your strategy. You know, you're going to change your strategy as the burns change. If it's Void, you're going to Nova Bake him. If it's... And probably Tractor Cannon. You probably Tractor Cannon and, like, Triple Nova or, you know, Quad Nova. Um, when it's arc, you're gonna ward cliff coil. When it's solar, I mean, I would think, I would think, uh, sleeper, whisper. When it probably not whisper, I would think sleeper or 1K voices or just get out the avalanche. I know they nerfed avalanche, but still, you know, that on a well is probably not too bad with solar burn. I mean, it's probably not horrible, uh, even even with the machine gun nerf. Were you disappointed by the fact that Tier 2 and Tier 3 are exactly the same structurally since the bosses rotate? Or was it just a typical bungee move? Yeah, like, I don't think we realized that. That felt like a little bit of sleight of hand. Like, I'm not upset at that. I just felt like a little bit of sleight of hand that Tier 2 and Tier 3 are basically the same. They just, obviously, Tier 3 is harder. uh, And the drop rate seems to be higher. I'd be tempted to run Tier 2 and just see if Oryx has a higher drop rate. Like, I wonder if he has a higher drop rate, if people have tested it. Because it did feel like, it did feel like there was a higher drop rate of guns, but was it because it was tier three or because people were killing Oryx? I don't know if anybody tested it and like, like, let's do, let's do 10 tier twos and 10 tier threes and compare drop rates. Um, I don't know. Redrick's. What are the top three things that you would change in the next season? Uh, enhancement cores out of infusion, leveling that is sensible, and then use the NPCs to have bounties like Ada rotating each week. All the NPCs. 
That's what I would do. Those three things. That creates accessibility and grind for everybody. Uh, Kush. Do you think they have something planned for the fourth moat spot that hasn't been mentioned yet related to the nine? Maybe they do. Maybe there's going to be a... Maybe that's going to be the gun bounty. Maybe you grab a thing from Drifter and it's a gun moat that you maybe you purchase with the synths and maybe you pop that in and then you get a specific gun to drop. I would Again, if I can go for specific guns, I will put up with content I don't like that much if I know I have agency over the gun. If I have zero agency, it just feels so frustrating to end multiple runs. This is like people that pro- if, if you didn't enjoy Last Wish and you were grinding Last Wish for the 1K voices, it's a similar feeling. So, um, so, Nathan, uh, the Samosa, you said you like the idea of fast-paced reckoning. How would you in, uh, incentivize high-intensity, fast-paced momentum gameplay? Phase one, where you go to keep up the percentage, uh, work well, but the others, what other ideas could work? Well, again, like, what if, what if they applied a buff? And so, like, think about the thing that you're doing in the beginning, okay? What if they applied a buff? So, as long as you're maintaining that, what's that thing called? Uh, is it called dominance? What if every 25% of dominance, your team got, like, a damage buff? So you didn't feel so required to use supers. So if you kept the dominance up, you you know, your, your, your shotgun, your heavy weapons and things like that would be really, really strong. And you'd be able to keep that dominance up and keep that speed going. Again, you're rewarding the player for intelligence. You're rewarding the player for playing like smart instead of just like, oh, fire your super, fire your super, fire your super over and over and over again. That's essentially what the content is, unfortunately. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying that they need to not do that. Like, I think it's okay to have content built around really, 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 really fun super usage. I'm not necessarily against that. But again, it's just it feels like if you don't have those exotics, you're in, you're going to be insanely hindered from doing it. When the best teams and and the stacked teams, you know, that run it on Twitch and stuff are all running those loadouts and if they don't run those loadouts, they feel incredibly like weak. That's just really really a hindrance I think to accessibility. And again, that would be a mechanic that you could manage like guys, keep up the momentum, keep up the momentum. You could even be smart about it, right? You could Oh, we've got 75% dominance. Keep those guys tethered. Keep them tethered. And then it starts to slip. And then you blow them all up. So you get back up to 75% dominance. And you maintain your, you know, your your damage threshold. I still think that fallen grenades popping up out of the ground or or taken taken like like little blights that pop up out of the ground that if you don't kill them, do like an impact shove and shove you off the platforms that would be better because that's that's manageable instead of getting shoved off the platform by something that feels very unmanageable because you just end up feeling like somebody spawns, smacks the ground and you get flung and you're like, well, there wasn't a whole lot I could do about that, especially considering they can do it from so far away they can do it as they spawn you know they said it was endgame PvE content. It just doesn't make sense as endgame PvE content, though. What endgame PvE content up to this point did you feel like you needed exotics for? Not a single raid in existence except for maybe Crota during the days of, like, you must have Galahorn. Not since those days have we had such a such a, a clear and present almost need to have exotics. 
and the incentives are backwards and don't make sense your incentive to go into this really really narrowly accessible exotically exotic driven content is for gambit prime armor and a small small chance at, at, at some guns escalation protocol no escalation protocol was not dependent on having exotics i disagree with that escalation protocol was the success in escalation protocol came from mastering mechanics if you could master like the damage cycles on the boss you were successful you did not need exotics to do ep ep's biggest hang-up was a lack of players usually ep's hang-up was not i need exotics it was put players in my area put put players here (laughs) you know i want to play with people that's why when we were doing nine man ep runs it was so fun because that seemed to be the more the pain point of that it felt like it was a player count thing more than an exotic count thing this is obviously more dependent on exotics because you have four people and the and the and the threshold and saturation of ads is just so insanely high you feel like the only way we're going to manage this is with an orpheus rigs tether and like blade you know and and skull nova next question roll your d i would like you to explain just so i understand what is your opinion of the difference between reckoning time-based content difficulty and the need for exotic builds as opposed to d1 skull loss fight and challenge of the elders okay so i feel like in challenge of the elders and skull loss Challenge of the Elders and Skolos, number one, as timed content, did not have a super, super narrow window of failure. Like a five to six second window in Reckoning Tier 3 is ridiculously narrow because that's also on top of a team running with Orpheus Rake's Tether, Skull of the Dire Aham Nova, and a Phoenix Protocol Well, okay? Those are three exotics that are hugely influential over what we're doing. Hugely influential. Now, we might have had an easier time if we wouldn't have had a Titan with us. Titans are basically a dead dead weight in that fight. They're dead weight. The, t- the, the bubble doesn't help you. You can't use Melting Point. Hammers are weak as frick in that environment. They don't really do anything. Maybe Burning Maul might be nice. But then you're taking that guy off the platform because to effectively use Burning Maul, you have to get off of the point. So if you have a Titan with you, you already feel weaker. Like, is you you just Titans can't add much to the fight at all. So, as far as it being like on a timer, when you would go into Skolas, there were a variety of things you could try. That you know the Titan bubble was actually really really helpful uh, as far as influencing how you know how quickly you could get it done, especially when you put on Gift of the Void and he would shoot the thing and you'd get like orbs all over the ground. Uh, but I don't, I don't think those timers felt so narrowly beatable. Listen, if we had a little bit more of a window, if you had like, just double it, a 10 second window. If when you run it perfectly, you get to the end and you have a 10 second window. Like, how much content have they made? How many raid pieces of content have they made? How much end game content have they made where if you die, it's basically a fail? Not since King's Fall have we had that happen. And even in King's Fall, if someone died, you could probably turn it around if it was normal because you could res them. You could satisfy the mechanic, keep going, and then get the res. But this content, if one person dies, you're basically SOL, and it has matchmaking. 
so you're just i don't know burning mall travels a long distance you could stand on the point and still hit the yellow bars yeah i think burning mall might be a better call this week because you could slam the ground and that like line of fire uh would be really helpful i am just farming headshots for the uh for the pinnacle um scout rifle this is just easy for me to do while i'm talking to you guys to do q a I'm in a nightfall right now, and I can just keep getting these guys over and over again. I'm not actually farming the lost sector. It's just you come into a nightfall, and this is this is an easy way to make ads spawn for you. So you can just I'm just farming headshots. Tjack three five seven. Am I the only one who seems like they're just getting bad rolls in the Gambit Prime armor? Aside from the pinnacle perks, it just doesn't seem worth it. Yeah, I mean, somebody said we wanted another place to get enhanced perks, and this is this is their answer to that. And I just think that that is tone deaf. If their if their answer to the player base asking for more sources for enhanced armor is to put it in this in this content, I don't know. It just doesn't. It just does not seem. Uh, it just does not seem like they're. It seems. It just seems tone deaf. People complaining about milestones as a source of leveling get told we have a variety of players and that's the fastest way to level up. Okay, that's not a response. And saying it's the fastest way to level up, I believe, is a misrepresentation of the of the picture. It's not the fastest way to level up. It's the only way to level up. Running milestones is not the fastest way to level up. It's the only way to level up. If you could level up by running strikes, public events, and other things, but milestones were the bigger jumps, then it would be a true statement to say that running all these diverse milestones is the fastest way to level up. So again, even when the community speaks this, like, we really don't like this, like you're making us go into content we don't want to run, even when they speak that, Dylan's response, and even Lars's response to me on Twitter, it just comes across as tone deaf. It's like, that's not the fastest way to level up, it's literally the only way to level up! And if I don't want to run that content, you're not telling me that I'm going to level up slower, you're telling me to go away and come back next week like I'm playing Candy Crush! The Chill Hot playlist is what I'm listening to. You can use the command in chat. So again, I I just... If the player base is asking for this type of content and we're asking for these types of things and what we're getting are almost like... I don't know. It's just... It's like like we're getting... T-Funk said it best. We're asking for 2 plus 2 to get to 4. Okay? 2 plus 2 to get to 4. And they're basically doing 12 divided by 3. So we're still getting four, but the means of getting there is just not what we're asking for. So don't tell the community that like, oh, doing milestones is the fastest way to level up. No, that's that's completely inaccurate and tone deaf. It is not the fastest way to level up. It is the only way to level up. And you're telling players to engage with rhythmic content by basically saying, this is what you're saying. Go play content you don't enjoy or stop playing. Come back next week. That is, without a doubt, one of the dumbest ways to communicate with your community. Who, what game does that? Hey guys, got some great rhythmic content for you. Drip feed, we don't want any droughts. Come on back in and play. By the way, if you want to level, you're going to have to go over there and do that stuff that you're not interested in. If you don't want to do that, well then, stop playing and come back next week. Wait, I don't understand. You, you, you said this was to, supposed to bring us back into play. We're, th- this is supposed to be drip feed content. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be incentivized and invited back in to grind. And you're telling me that the grind consists of, act- of activities I don't want to play. 
right? And then you tell me it's the fastest way to level up, which is inaccurate. The actual accurate statement would be to say this is the best way, this is the way to level up. We don't we don't have other options for you to level. Grinding strikes, public events, nightfalls, anything, adventures. We have a game with more quantitative content than like than the, than our vanilla than the end of Destiny 1. We have more quantitative content in this game than the end of Destiny 1. And we're going to tell you to basically not play any of it. Run a couple strikes, story missions, and a couple nightfalls, and then you're done for the week. If you don't like Gambit, Crucible, or you don't feel like raiding, sorry, man, come back next week. It just, it, I don't, why would you talk to your community that way? Why? It doesn't make any sense. It's such a weird way to communicate with your community. I've never, I've never met a, a company that feels almost hungry to tell you to stop playing. It, what the whole point of this content was to not have droughts and you're forcing weekly droughts like think about that with me you are you are passively forcing weekly droughts if someone's trying to level well they don't have to level how the how, how else are they supposed to play the new content that has level restrictions it doesn't have a drought except we're going to create droughts every seven days not even every seven days. If you come back and you play for a couple of days out of the week, you know, two or three days, that that that's you're you're at the you're at the drought in a couple of play sessions. What about prime engrams? I mean, dude, the, I have the prime. I have I've had a prime attunement all morning on my characters. I haven't seen a single prime drop. And you're still talking about RNG. You're just talking about a random drop that can happen that doesn't happen as consistently for everybody. That's all the annual pass has been. Five five hours of new content on Tuesday, then come back next week. But that's not true with Ada's bounties. That's not true with Ada's bounties. Look, look, if I was in charge, this would be the philosophy that I would put forth. This is the philosophy I would put forth. Number one. The statement that both Lars and Dylan expressed is true. They have a wide variety of players with different sentimentalities. That is an accurate statement. What you shouldn't then conclude is that you should have those players going into different pockets of the game that they have zero interest in. What you should be asking is, how do we increase the value for people that love to run strikes? How do we increase the value for people that love to run Crucible? The reason that you would do this is because if that's their token activity, you want them to be enjoying themselves as much as freaking possible instead of feeling like after just a few activities in the in the side of the game that I enjoy I'm not actually getting anything that is worth my time that's the question they should be asking that it's such a non sequitur non sequitur means it does not follow it does not follow to say I have we have a diverse community of people here this diversity of community this 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 diversity drives us to create diverse content and then we want that diverse community to go into sides of the game that they've proven that they don't like it's illogical it doesn't even make any sense it just doesn't make any sense it's it's a, it's a it's a weird it's a very very weird conclusion to come to but if you said man there are people that would probably run strikes all day if we let them, if we let them keep leveling up. So maybe let them. There's people that would play Crucible all day if they could level up playing Crucible. Man, that, well, why, why not let them do that? 
there are people that would run the raid all week if we let them continue to have a drop rate of gear even though it wasn't powerful maybe the drop rate goes down there are people that would run the raid all week until they got the best roll of a gun why not let them do that like paternalistic bungee needs to go to bed and never wake up again the paternalistic attitude of like we're gonna try and manipulate what you do each week and tell you how to play that that side of bungee needs to go lay down and never wake up again because it's just not it isn't working it's just frustrating and then when they respond to the community it's like you can just see it you're like do you even hear what you're saying though do you even hear what you're saying we acknowledge that there's people like you that love to run different sides of the content and we want you to not do that is essentially what they're saying Ashen Annihilator uh, still love Destiny but everything you said is ringing true so far I go to Gambit just for to slaughter enemies and don't care about winning Reckoning is a horde mode I wanted but has a lot of BS to get through with the stop mechanic on the bridge can Bungie do anything to salvage the content because I feel they have a lot of good in this content but the pain points hurt as much as a shot in the face well that's the problem isn't it the reason that I've been critical is because I'm just going to list, I'm just going to list the things that are making it hard for people to enjoy the game. Okay, you ready? Restrictive leveling. It's restrictive. You can only go into so many places to actually get leveling. Okay? That does two things. That has two layers of frustration. You have to go into content you don't enjoy. Okay? You run out of things to do that week to level. Okay? Leveling is required to go into the new content. Um, leveling also as you level requires you to have enhancement cores okay that's literally one point restrictive leveling and I just made like a spider web of issues attached to it a spider web of issues that, that, that you basically can you basically can attach like five or six different things that leveling is frustrating okay now let's talk about the content itself okay the content itself is out of your reach so you must level we already addressed that so that's attached to it the contents narrow the contents reward structure is narrow the contents accessibility and and success success path is narrow the content is harder than most endgame content and the rewards are meager okay like I just lined up about 10 things that are kind of motivating you to not play instead of saying Leveling is great. It's fast. You can play content that you enjoy. Uh, leveling's been streamlined. No more enhancement cores. Uh, agency for pursuit is there. So even if the content is a little bit too hard for your liking, at least you know what you're getting. You know, I, yeah, I didn't even touch on that. Lack of player agency. No, no control over the gear that you get. I mean, there's just there's layer upon layer upon layer. It, it's one of those things where it's like. The reason I'm talking about these things is these are accessibility problems. It's not it's not about like Lono's preference. That's that's not that's not it at all. I think so many people confuse my criticism with like, well, this is Lono's preference. No, no. The big thematic fumble is accessibility. Accessibility is the hinge that content like this is gonna turn on. It's got to be accessible. You got to be able to jump in and feel a sense of your time being respected, progression being had, and that just doesn't happen because of all the things I just listed. They're foundational issues. We're not talking about Lono thinking like, well, I don't really like Gambit Prime, 
okay, well, that's fair. There's other things for you to do. Not really. Not really. Like, my preference is in there, but the main issue is with the accessibility. Uh, Cog Ratchet. In almost all of Gambit Prime matches that I have played, the game has run to the end of the timer. What can be changed with invasions to cut down on boss healing? The Primeval Slayer capping at 3, combined with never-ending invasions, seems to prevent most uh, pickup games from being able to quickly burn the boss. Okay, first of all, I don't think Gambit Prime stops at 3 stack, because we've gotten 4 and 5, so you're incorrect there. Number 2, if you're trying to hurt the boss in the early stacks, you're playing Gambit Prime wrong. I don't tell people how to play, but you're basically allowing them to come over and steal your hard work. You can only do so much damage to the boss on stack... It stacks at 5. Yeah, it doesn't stack at 3. You can only do so much damage on stacks 1 and 2 and even 3, unless you're a really, really well-orchestrated team with a really good bake. If you're doing, like, the redeem bake, you can pull it off at 2 and even a little bit easier at 3. Most teams should probably not do any damage to the boss until you're at your 4th stack. When you're at your fourth stack, don't kill the third envoy, right? Don't kill the third envoy when you're on your fourth stack. Wait for the invader to leave. And when the invader is gone, you 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 kill the third envoy and melt the boss. It's I mean it's it is that it is that simple. That's it. If you're doing damage on stacks one through three, number one, number one, you better be freaking prepared to melt. Number two, you also better be prepared to lose a lot of your damage because one invader with any, 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 if he's got two brain cells to rub together, he's going to kill you. All he needs is a, is a machine gun and he's going to get a kill or two because of wall hacks and the overshield. It's very difficult to shut down an invader without him getting a single kill. So many solo teams cannot kill the boss at five. That's the issue with Gamut Prime solo queuing. I mean, if you can't kill the boss with five stacks and everybody's standing in the we- in the in the buff, people are wasting their attacks. Then, if you have your heavy, again, if you're playing by yourself, like you're just it, it, Gambit Prime is just not built for solo. It just isn't. There's more mechanics and more synergy required than regular Gambit. I mean, if you had tr- if you had trouble solo queuing in regular Gambit, and you try and solo queue in Gambit Prime, buddy, you are gonna have a really hard time. It is not built for you. It's not. So, uh, Nathan the Samosa, having a, a blast with the content. However, I returned 560 without playing since mid-October. Do you think the content was more focused on bringing people back rather than giving players more to do? I don't think this content was focused on bringing people back. I mean, the surge bounties were a really, really nice touch, but the surge bounties are basically them just admitting that the leveling is bad. They're basically admitting like, yeah, you can't really have any agency over your leveling, so we're going to give you a shortcut. This ain't like Forsaken or the, the or, or like uh, Taken King when they were like, well, we got to give them a spark of light because they're going to be so far behind as a brand new player. You're, you're offering returning players a one a one streamlined shot to 640, which is which is basically them admitting that it's broken. Guys, I am going for the Pinnacle Scout. I'm just going for headshots. I'm in a nightfall. It's real easy. I just keep resetting the uh, the Lost Sector. 
Technobuy. Do you feel Bungie can do better when it comes to exotic quests? Uh, I'm starting to feel short change. Most of these quests just require us to redo old content. Listen, I, I'm not I'm not expecting exotic quests to be crazy elaborate and super involved, especially in drip feed content. Number one, I don't want them spending a bunch of time on an exotic quest. Why? Because you do it once and then that's the end of the matter. Why on earth would you want them to spend a bunch of time on that? Like, I that I think is a mistake. A huge mistake. You would play you'd play that mission one time. I just got an exotic. You play that mission one time, and then that's it. And then they spend a bunch of time on it. Whisper was amazing. Sure. Whisper was amazing. I admit that. Ten bucks that exotic is a gun. But I don't want them wasting time on exotic quests because they're one and done. What would you do to improve reckoning and drop rates? Guaranteed gun every time since we don't have any bounties. There should be a guaranteed gun every time for reckoning tier three. Um, I would say the drop rate in, t- in reckoning tier two should be about half. Right? Should be about half. Uh, half of that. And then I would, if they get rid of the stop mechanic, I the 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 fight would be actually maybe doable. It still would be it still would be super dependent on having exotics super dependent on having exotics just because I I should not have come in here with void burn on those guys are so annoying Brian was here thank you for 23 months one more month to a year fudge I missed your 16 month sub and demon digits I missed your sub as well welcome back guys thank you guys so much for those subs I think you guys understand why sometimes subs get missed during Q&A rusty Bungie can't seem to figure out how to nail stuff outside of the big expansions. Do you have any idea how Bungie could scale releases to increase consistency? Maybe release Forsaken-like expansions? I Listen, I think what's... If you want my honest opinion, this is what I, this is what I think is going on. I think Bungie knows how to make good content, but I think Polish is falling flat because it's they don't have time. It's a black talent. I told you it was going to be a weapon. Told you it was going to be a weapon. And uh, that's lower than my highest exotic. Mm, the least likely exotic drop happens the most. But do protections in place, guys. Greg escapes. Uh, who's Bungie appealing to with Reckoning Gambit? Uh, Troll uh, through all the community feedback. But do they have their finger on the pulse of the gaming community? Uh, they need a free-to-play element of the game to stay relevant, in my opinion. You said gun. Oh, you know what I meant, Demon Digit. Shut the freak up. <laughs> you said gun. Mac with a Tier 2 sub. Thank you. Welcome back, Mac. Uh, listen. As far as the content loop goes, we've talked about this a lot both lately with Division and with Anthem. Owed you $10 for the bet? Oh, thank you. It, we've talked about this a lot. I think the reason the Forges worked well, it was because it was very accessible and loopable content. And what was the main, what was the main frustration with Black Armory? What was it? Do you guys remember? It wasn't, it was not the forges themselves. It wasn't the bounties. It wasn't the guns. The number one complaint for Black Armory was accessibility. They jacked up the accessibility. Day one, the content was out of people's reach. They were, I can't do it. And they lowered it. Now, what's attached to that criticism as well? What's attached to that criticism of the Black, of Black Armory? Leveling. Hmm? Leveling. I, I can't level up. I would like to be higher level 
to do this stuff in Black Armory, and I can't. So, I think when you look at that, and then you look at the difference between that and 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 Season of the Drifter, I think the difference between that and Season of the Drifter is people are frustrated with the content itself in Season of the Drifter, and leveling is still a frustration. It was a frustration in Black Armory, and once you get beyond that frustration, there's just that incentive to, that incentive to run is lower because the content loop is just it's just not a it's just not a fun content loop. And nobody come. I don't. I, people said they thought the forges were repetitious, but again, that's not a criticism of a content loop. That's a description of a content loop. Running the forges should have been repetitious. Running running something over and over again is is literally part of how this stuff goes. It's like it's like how the content's built. So the main criticisms for Black Armory were accessibility. What are the main problems with? Season of the Drifter. Well, foundationally, the accessibility problems are still there, and what's waiting for you on the other side of those accessibility issues is content that is narrowly beatable and not that rewarding. And and also, as far as loopable content goes, it seems like it's it's all sweaty. Gambit Prime is sweaty. Tier 3 Reckoning is sweaty. You see, it's like, it's not loopable content. Loopable content is supposed to be accessible, fun, and somewhat mindless. It's like really, really easy to repeat it. Does that make sense? Like, that's why Anthem can survive, I think. That's why Division, people are playing Division because they feel their time's being respected, even though the content loop is basically the same type of combat the entire time. You can run division early game and end game and you're doing a lot of the same things but people are putting up with it because it's it's just a, it's it's a loopable piece of content and it's respecting their time with reward. T-Funk, do you think Bungie needs to draw better lines between story, end game and weapon grind? My thought is that they give the game uh, some story, put great weapons and good armor in grindable content. Uh Endgame needs to have something like Pinnacle Rewards. Nowhere should there be leveling. I don't understand your question. I mean, as far as story, endgame, and grind, I I feel like they've they've got it. They've got that stuff pretty well established. You know, the, the going into the going into Gambit Prime and Reckoning isn't story. It's endgame grind. It's that's what it is like and that's what the, and that's what the annual pass is supposed to do isn't it it's supposed to extend the end game grind that's what it's supposed to do so it you know because it's new no the primary reason people are praising division look at all the praise look at all the praise it's not the flashy new thing everyone's talking about the loot in division the loot they're getting the loot system right so people are playing pretty mundane combat and they're loving it because they're just getting lots of loot to drop it's that simple born phenom this is more of a statement than a question but what's Bungie got against revisiting old content they always introduce something people like and then leave it to rot escalation protocol could have Anna create new weapons new exotic I mean this is just one of my ideas kind of fed back to me uh Lenfers 
Um, I've, I've consistently said re- repurposing old content and NPCs is something to do, and Q&A is just, it's not really a time for you to write a paragraph for me to read. That's just like you, your idea. That's not really question and answer. What do you think of Bungie changes timers to Nightfall, uh, and with certain points, you have a chance with certain items and so on? Uh, if I die, I have a timer to receive. I don't know. It doesn't sound like they need to do anything to Nightfalls right now. Um, Ginger 300 with Bungie saying themselves at the start of the annual pass, it was the new direction of delivering content for them and that I can give them some benefit of the doubt. Do you think that given this season being a little weaker than Black Armory that Bungie is holding off due to Division 2? A lot of people have made this speculation that Bungie knew this season was going to land in a rough spot, that they knew Anthem and Division would be happening. So maybe they are, they've got stuff that they kind of scooted back on the, they scooted some stuff back on the calendar because they're like, summer will be a better time for us. Summer will also be when they probably start marketing whatever's next, right? They're going to deliver in summer Penumbra. And then I would think sometime during Penumbra, well, I'm sorry, season of opulence, um, Sometime during that season, they're going to start promoting what's next. And maybe they just said, you know, logistically speaking, we're going to want that season to be absolutely jam-packed full so people are happy and having a good time and in a good mood when we start, you know, marketing what's next. Because ultimately, that's the real question, is if this is the annual pass format going forward... What have you guys learned? What's beyond Season of Opulence? What's the next What's the next step? I did not mean to kill all those guys. I think I just killed a whole group. I don't want to do that. I want to use them for the crit shots. Next question. T-Funk, do you think games don't shower people with loot because it would show a fundamental flaw in the content showing holes uh, where there's a lack of loot and in Destiny, lack of weapon rolls? Well, I... I don't know if that's their reasoning then I don't think they understand player motivation because like look if I'm getting a weapon to drop every time if I'm getting a weapon to drop every time and eventually eventually I get like a good roll semi good roll bad roll whatever and my buddy's getting a god roll and I'm not that I think works that that that's a really really great motivator instead we've got like uh instead instead we have this Maybe, 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 and then you finally get it, and you're like, dude, the, this weapon's crap, you know? I don't know. Is anybody under some delusion that there's crazy weapon, di- like, differences in dynamics? We know that there's some new perks. That's all, that's all, that's all we know, is that there's some new perks, and that most of the guns are basically the same as guns we've used before, with marginal difference in perks. You know, I would love to get the auto rifle. Outside of that, I just, I don't, you know, what are we, what are we even talking about as far as if, if they're afraid to show us that the, the, the loot is thin, I don't think anybody thinks that like, oh, well, because the drop rate's low, the loot is somehow really, really diverse and thick and stout. Like, I don't think anybody's thinking that if that's their goal, no one's being tricked by it. Why doesn't tier three always give a gun? Would the loot grind be done too quick? No, it wouldn't because it's narrowly accessible content. It's really, really challenging. Um, narrowly accessible content, really, really challenging. You gotta have, you probably have to have a team with certain exotics to beat it. And there's 15 weapons. 
The odds of you getting the weapon you want with the roll that you want, even if you're getting a gun every single time, you could run it 50 times in one day and you still wouldn't get the gun with the roll that you want. It's, it's, I mean, I don't know. I don't think putting a gun in there every single time, no way. I mean, look at what we did with the forges and you have your answer to your question. Dude, I could get a gun every single time I finished a bounty for Ada. That didn't, that didn't suddenly, that didn't do that. Now, maybe what they could do is if it's a guaranteed gun every time, rotate the guns depending on the boss. Now, that's dangerous because some of the guns people might not want. Like, whatever boss gets stuck with a sidearm, nobody would fight that boss. But, I don't know. Whenever we, whenever we ran the forges for, for Ada, I never once, I never once felt like we were, we were dealing with like, uh, oh, I'm getting the guns too quickly. It was no, give me another one. Give me another one. Give me another one. Give me another one. It's so easy to have a not good roll. It's so easy to have a not good roll. Uh, Haruza says great stream. Literally just downloaded D2. What would you say is the best class in PVP? Uh, PVP. I don't honestly know. Probably, I would think maybe hunters right now. Hunters are really strong in PvP. Um, I don't know. Titans are strong too with shoulder charge, but I think hunters, hunters are really really strong because they have they have um, spectral. So, but that I mean that can all change on a dime on you. So I'll tell you that, and in a month it won't be. So I don't know. Yeah, everybody in chat saying spectral plates hunter. Yeah, I would I would go with hunter. I don't even play a lot of Crucible, and that was my guess, was that it would be Hunter. I just, I feel like it, whenever I'm playing, I, whenever I play a little bit, whenever I play a little bit PvP, I feel like that's all I die to are Hunters. Uh, next question from Catspaw. Could Bungie improve the Reckoning experience overall if they were to bring back the old weapons from Trials 9 Year 1 Osiris, but updated with new mods? No, it, that doesn't change the experience. More loot doesn't change the experience. No. And I don't think you want to do that to Trials gear. We've already had that question in another Q&A. You don't want to bring back Trials gear in PvE content. You're going to tick off people that worked really hard to get that Trials gear. Seriously. Like, I don't think people would like that at all. Next question comes from Angela. So I'm probably the only person that likes the stop mechanic. However, you are the only person on planet Earth that likes the stop mechanic. I promise you that. However, I think that it would be good if they had different ones. Say stomp can only be used by ogres. Wizards can have like an aura around them that hurts you if you get close. Minotaurs can have a shock going forward. Could that be a thing? Make it so there are more unique boss-like abilities. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the issues that people have is that every single, every single boss, every single big enemy hits the ground and if you are if you are like behind them next to them or whatever you're getting knocked back so yeah more abilities would be nice i'm gonna start going faster because milo's indicating that there's a lot of questions leviathan uh says what are your thoughts on the power gate for entering tier three personally like it as it guarantees you have someone a power to play with but i've heard a lot of people dislike it because that you can't get into play i mean imagine being like the guy that was playing with us leviathan we had a guy on friday playing with us trying to grind milestones to get ready he fell short of the number and couldn't get in now, what you're saying is true, and I actually think that principle lands a whole lot better if the leveling isn't terrible. But because the leveling is terrible, you can literally have people that want to play the content with their buddy, but are unable to. 
And I mean that. They're unable to. They didn't get the right drops. They're out of milestones. They've got to come back next week. You can literally have somebody like WTF Game Nation where they play the exact same content. One of them gets to 700 and one is 680. Now, sure, 680 is close enough, but if they can grind like crazy and be within 20 levels of each other, that means your buddy could hit 680, 685, and you could get stuck in the 660s, 670s and not be able to play the content. So it's not a problem to have a, 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 a gate of power that does help matchmaking. You're right. That does. So that way anybody using matchmaking is at the right power. But then but then again, you run into the issue, you run into the issue of people not being able to play what they want to play. That that is the issue. The issue is not, "Oh man, we want to streamline the the matchmaking to make sure everybody is is at the power sure that's good but it's not good if people are basically being held out of the content because of bad rng and running out of milestones uh c double g to me they try to keep refreshable content for example reckoning to me is just blind well with moving components and people keep suggesting uh to make this same stuff better you think any ideas uh for what they could do that's new and fresh i completely disagree with your contention that reckoning is basically blind well like you're mechanically and factually wrong. Like that's not e- that can't even be your opinion. That's not true. It's nothing like blind well. I mean, the early the early tier 1 sure, but once you're on the bridge, no. That ain't how blind well goes. Now, I know blind well you stand on a thing to charge it up by getting kills, but in this, you stand on a thing to try to survive. You're literally trying not to die. And, they, and they're, I mean, they are dumping big, big enemies. Lots of enemies in your lap. Blindwell has the the anathemas, the servants, the harmony. It has the, the, the smoke that you can't go out into. They're very, very different. I mean, if you're going to try and claim it's like Blindwell because we have to stand on a point while killing ads, I got news for you. That's literally all of Destiny. All of Destiny is stand on a thing and kill and kill ads. You know what I'm saying? Now, not all of Destiny, right? Like raids and stuff, like they do require you to do more than that. But a lot of Destiny is stand here until this thing is done, and then when it's done, you'll you'll you're you know you'll move to the next thing. That's like a lot of Destiny. It's not just blind well, Mac. They should never be content to, uh, there should never be content that becomes impossible due to modifiers. Being difficult is one thing, breaking the content because it's not accessible. Uh, didn't they already learn this from D1? Thoughts. Well, yeah, if you remember the, um, what was the, what was the strike? It was the saber strike. If they put on, I think it was small arms and arc burn, the wire rifles from the vandals would one shot you and they would do it literally from the ship. And so modifiers kind of came behind the content and ruined it. Um, you know, it kind of ruined it. It was like they would put arc burn on that saber strike and it was bad, but then if they combine it with small arms, it was even worse, like way worse. Sorry, I keep having to like step away. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you could argue this content's broken unless blackout's on. I would agree blackout's pretty rough. But I don't think it's broken. Not like the Saber Strike was with like Arc Burn and Small Arms. 
Do you believe when everyone's sitting at light level or power level 700, this content will be easy way to farm armor and enhance perks? No. Because when I go in with people who are at the, at the level, we're in the 690s. 680s and 690s, and we still make one mistake and die. It's a crap. It's crap content. It's crap. Like it's not fun. No one wants to go into content like that. One mistake, you're out. One mistake, you're done. Isn't this fun? Might not even get a gun. Isn't this great? You made. You didn't. You arguably didn't even make a mistake. That enemy spawned, stomped the ground immediately, and you got flung. Not preventable. Not blockable. You know. You have a five-second window for mistakes. Not even really mistakes. I mean, again, you can literally lose that five seconds to something that is not preventable. You you go past the spawn of the enemy, get slammed into a wall or thrown off the thing. And because they created content that's narrowly beatable with exotics, if you're the guy with well or you're the guy with Nova or shards, the team's basically not guaranteed to die, but it's very likely they're going to die with the modifier set to where they are right now. Solar burn and the snipers. I mean, come on, dude. It's over. It's freaking over. And it's not a matter of like, oh, just recover, just be smart. No, like, you basically can't. You're standing on a small platform and they built it around exotics. And if you don't have that exotic because he got thrown into a wall, well, then that's it. That's the end for you. You basically fail and have to do it again. Yeah, you can lose if you don't have heavy either. Uh, Dante Norris, I think the grind for very rare weapons for Reckoning is beyond frustrating. It does feel like it's meant for redeem. Uh, is this another example of having something similar to Ada's frame bounties, uh, a fix for this issue? Right, because, like, look, a lot of my criticisms of the content would still be in place, even if they gave us Ada bounties. Even if they gave us Ada bounties, that would still be an issue. It would still be an issue. Um, but... At least that would make it so, like, you know what you're getting. Just melee and you negate knockback. Yeah, because, I mean, you were listening so closely to everything I just said. They can literally spawn and instantly melee. You can literally spawn, they can spawn, and you're running away from them, and they melee the ground and throw you into a wall. Numerous times today we failed because we didn't even have a chance to do what you're saying. Again, you're doing the just build forehead Fortnite tip. Just build, should have built forehead, like, just melee forehead. Like, that's not the solution to knockback. It isn't. It is sometimes when you're, like, meleeing to stop knockback works when you're gut busting them and you're going up to them and just barrel stuffing, but you're not doing that in, in Reckoning. You can't do that in Reckoning. You're gonna die. They're too strong for you to go up and do that. As soon as you get close to them, you're a dead man. Even if you melee and cancel the knockback, you're going to die because it's such a strong encounter. They melee the ground and you're a dead man. You, you can't survive the thing anyway, even if you tank it with a melee. Because again, you're, you're leaving the, the protection of the, of the well, probably, to go push and get close to them. To, to try to get them. Now, if they get close, you might be able to melee, but again, that really wasn't the issue. We were getting taken surprised by melees because they spawn and do it right away or they sneak up behind you, you know? Because it's like, what... Again, unless you're unless you're facing them, sometimes it happens when you're on their side, like you're not even near them. Again, if knockback was more of a, if you're standing directly in front of me, you're gonna get knocked back, and then that's that's an intelligence decision. Then you don't push forward, you don't barrel stuff. That's up to the player. Um, and, you know, in this case, in this case, it is it is completely and utterly different because you can be beside them, above them, and you're getting you're just getting absolutely sent. Um, so, 
Now, where does it put the weapon? Does it just put the weapon in my inventory? Or do I have to go talk to Zavala? Uh, Wolf, how would you make Gambit Prime and Reckoning more fun? Um, uh, that's too generic. I'm not answering that. I- I've already talked about all the things I would do differently. Um, Kiwiz, sorry if this is off topic. I just got here. Do you think Bungie will do anything to help solo players like myself to experience raid content? No, they won't. Use LFG or don't play the content. They haven't tried to help solo players the last four years get into raid content because raid content isn't built for solo players. Aaron, when do they put uh, when they put out the first roadmap? There were two exotic quests, uh, one for everyone and one for the season pass holders. With the new content, are we getting another? I don't know. I have no idea. They muddied and, and made all their marketing about the annual pass and season pass completely and utterly confusing. I have zero clue what's coming and when. I have I have no idea. Gritter 14, with the reckoning taking place on the trials landscape, do you agree that this is even more proof that Gambit was meant to be a more accessible alternative to trials? Could be argued that Reckoning 3 can be exception to that rule? No, this is not meant to be anything like trials. That doesn't make any sense. It's not even close to being like trials. Um, it's not meant to be a replacement of trials either. It isn't. Um, uh, wait. Oh, I have to grab it. I literally have to grab it from him. And then I guess go in here and grab the gun. I'm sorry, what? I did I have I glitched it then? Do I have to like go to orbit or something? Oh, go to orbit and it'll complete it, okay. Uh Brandit did I just skip a question? Oh, Silent Pete, is there something that you like in Div 2 that you wish applied to Destiny? No, <clears throat> they're completely different games. Maybe respecting the player's time with having better loot drops. Maybe respecting the player's, you know, time with better loot drops. That's what I would say. Um, go back to orbit. Now go to the tower. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Now he's got a thing. Spoken as someone who has a full-time job, college, and a girlfriend, I don't think there is anything wrong with enhancement cores. Why is it so hard for people to save? I'm not answering your question. I'm tired of talking about that. Stop telling people how to play. I'm, I'm, do- I'm done. I'm done addressing a question that has been answered time and time again. Infusion is a day-to-day volitional choice. I don't want to go grind some stupid thing on the Tangled Shore and get six enhancement cores that's not even enough so like you go play the way that you want to play whenever you come into the community and tell them to play the way that you're playing to mitigate a pain point I don't want to talk to you because I'm tired of talking to people like that like go somewhere else uh, Reverend Whistle do you think exotics should be on knockout list due to the low drop rate I've played a lot of Destiny since Forsaken uh, and I don't have Geomags do protection would do this but do protection's not working they shouldn't even have told us that do protection was in they should have experimented is what they should have done they should have experimented and seen if we would like it and if we and it like oh, i'm sorry not if we would like it they should have done they should have done due protection and saw if it was working and then told us right if if they, if they're if they're if they're going to tell us that it's working it needs to we really need to know that it's working like 100% need to know that it's working and they there there's just they they it was another one of those times where they were like hey we're going to do this thing and we're like oh sweet they're going to do this thing and then it's clearly not working it's just, it, i don't understand it's not working 
Uh. Mm, DJ Akari, do you think Bungie needs to adopt guaranteed loot system where by you run this many of a certain activity, you get a drop? Yeah, we already said this today. I think there should just be a a rhythmic delivery of of level so if you know the big milestones great but if i run so many strikes give me a drop you know so many nightfalls give me a drop yes 100 percent. they should do this same thing with like crucible matches uh gritter do you agree that reckoning three and our lack of player agency and good leveling could be bungie's passive aggressive retaliation towards the player base because of all the negative feedback we gave them in destiny year one no absolutely not i highly doubt a company with 800 employees got together and said, I've got an idea. Let's be passive aggressive toward the community because they gave us negative feedback. Like, are you crazy? They gave us Forsaken. Forsaken was a giant, like, laundry list answer to all the things that we wanted. There's no way that's their attitude. Jinja 300. With Cosmo supping up the general conversation about leveling and enhancement cores seems to be in line with what you're saying. Do you think these sorts of changes will be implemented in the next season or maybe future Destiny drop? No. No, there's no way to know when they're going to do it. Cosmo summarized our frustration with enhancement cores months ago. Wasn't it like January when he, he summarized everyone's frustration with enhancement cores and said he would pass it on to the team and then when he was asked recently, like a week or two or maybe it was three weeks before Season of the Drifter started, we have no current plans to remove enhancement cores was the answer. So, they, they, he, he went and he summarized our thoughts on enhancement cores and why people were frustrated with it. That was back in, like, January. And then the closer we got to Season of the Drifter, he was like, no, we have no, we have no plans to remove it currently. And it's just like, okay... I said in December, I was like, I think one of the first things they're going to do to really win back player player goodwill, they're going to they're going to come back and they're going to say we're removing cores from enhancement uh, enhancement cores from infusion. It was like, I don't know. I think maybe too many of us were asking for it and saying that they needed to do it, and they're just kind of being. I think again, I think that they're being stubborn. I just feel like they're being stubborn. Just take them out of there. And if not, if not. If you're not going to take enhancement cores out of infusion, then do us the service of actually saying why. What is the grand giant value point that you're protecting? Who is benefiting by having enhancement cores in infusion? Who? Uh, Clay Tonks. I'm not sure if you've spoken to this, but have you seen the forum post where Bungie, uh, Dylan, and Cosmo came out and essentially said that the harsh grind is the result of what the community asked for? They said, essentially, you got what you wanted. But my thing is, I don't know many people who asked for what we have now. Okay, here's what happened, okay? People went to the summit, and the community, not just the people at the summit, but the community after Vanilla D2 basically said, everything is way too easy. You can literally level up and get all the best gear by running public events and Bungie said okay no worries and they basically took the pendulum and they let go of it and it swung all the way to the other side well now leveling is painful limited and RNG based the content is really frustrating because you've got all these hurdles in your way and you need enhancement cores you literally can go weeks without progressing your level that much at all 
Like they just swung in the other direction. They complete, it was a complete overreaction. So don't come back and tell us that this is what the community asked for. Cause I didn't ask for it. Do you want to know what I asked for? I asked for random rolls. I asked for a, a, a better, a better weapon system. That's what I asked for. I didn't ask for a painful leveling grind. I didn't ask for a painful infusion process. I don't remember anybody asking for that. Now, maybe they asked for it at the summit, but I don't remember anybody saying, leveling is just ridiculous. You hit max level and it's so, so easy. Leveling in vanilla D2 was actually kind of complicated. You had to do milestones and then you had to pivot to public events to just get the quicker turnover rate of the of the items to fill your gaps. So you would do a milestone or an exotic quest, you'd get a big jump, and then you'd fill all your gaps with public events. So even that was somewhat complicated, convoluted, and and it took a while. If you got a bad drop on your milestone, even back then it could take a while to level up. That's their passive aggressive way of giving people what they ask for. I mean, I don't know if it's passive aggressive. I think they thought this will be a good way to extend the content. Leveling will take a while. Infusion will take a while. But what they failed to realize is I will go and grind a strike or a nightfall or a raid for loot, right? I'll do that for loot. Are you going to do that for enhancement course? Are you going to do that for power level? Generally, no, you're not. Dev- uh, leveling in base D2 was way too easy. But no, it, why does it need to be hard though? I want someone to make an argument about why leveling needs to be hard. It doesn't need to be hard. Maybe it shouldn't be super, super fast. If it was evenly paced or the soft cap was in place so that you could at least fill gaps. So like on my Warlock, when I have a pair of gauntlets that are like 677 and all the rest of my gear is in the high 680s, I could go do something to fill that gap. You don't even let me gap fill. You're just like, it's just like a shrug shoulder like, yep, sorry, man. Bad luck. Come back next week. It's not even like they made the leveling hard or made it take a long time. Leveling is restrictive, limited, and RNG-based. None of those are descriptors of something that is actually difficult to do. Are you going to sit here and try and tell me, okay, let me grant your premise. The community wanted leveling to be more challenging. Okay, none of this is challenging. Dailies, strikes, Nightfall, 100k is maybe challenging now because of the way the scorecard works. Gambit's not challenging, just play and get the thing. Crucible's not challenging, just play and get the thing. They didn't make leveling challenging, they made it annoying. There's nothing difficult about it at all, and why should it be difficult? When I'm playing Division, or I'm playing Anthem, or any other RPG, I just level. I just level. Man, dude, whew. I'm just stuck at level 17 in division. I just can't level. Yeah, I played for five hours a day and I just couldn't get the right things to drop. Yeah, dude, I can't I can't go to the next mission yet. I, I'm, I'm under leveled, man. I just can't level up. What? No, what? nobody would want to know who would play if that were the case. 
asking for leveling to take a little bit longer all they if, if they wanted to do that if they wanted to succeed in that all you have to do is make the the drops from like public events or strikes not be b- very big jumps really small jumps can you imagine if you were getting plus twos from public events how long that would take it would take a really really long time like a really long time power's not the same as level yes it is that's our level right now this is our level this is what's gating content yes your power is your level don't split hairs that's what that's that's literally what it is like that is what it is Gathalian complained on and on about how easy leveling was. Yeah, but even Goth, Goth and I haven't seen eye to eye on this game a lot, but even he would say, I think, after his experience the other day, he booted up off stream and got like six weapons in a row. That's not what he asked for. If if, if he says leveling's too easy and that's their comeback, I don't think he says, yeah, thanks, that's exactly what I wanted. I don't I don't think so. I'm not going to speak for him, but I highly doubt that after his experience the other night, he's like, yeah, man, thank you. That's exactly what I was hoping for when I asked for a, a, a slower leveling process. I, I, I truly don't think that's what I don't think that's what he had in mind. He's played grindy games. He's played Borderlands. He's played Destiny. He's playing Division right now. I don't think that's what he had in mind. It wasn't, it, but he didn't complain about enhancement course either. Enhancement cores were not his idea. He said he wanted infusion to be a choice, and that was how they made it a choice. So he has consistently defended the idea that infusion is supposed to be an action, not a reaction. That's his big that's his big token statement about it. He didn't ask for it to be masterwork cores or enhancement cores. So so again, again, I, I, I think there's been times where he's been wrong about the game. But in this respect, I don't think he knew that they were going to implement an RNG-based leveling system that would landlock people out of content because they had bad luck. I don't think he thought that was going to happen. I think he thought it should take a little bit longer to level, and the people that run the tough, the tough activities level faster is more than likely what he was thinking. It, people are leveling by running public events. That's extreme. Make leveling take a little bit longer, make leveling go a little bit faster for people running pinnacle activities. And instead we got an RNG-based leveling system where he boots up and gets six weapons in a row and he's like, well, I guess I'm not running Tier 3 Reckoning tomorrow. I mean, that's basically the conclusion that he came to. The conclusion that the king the king himself comes to is, I, I can't even play the content. Now, somebody might push back and say, well, the annual pass is meant for hardcore players. He's not been playing hardcore. He's been playing other games. Well, okay, but still, if you can't kind of come back and do some things to level up to play the new content, I'm not saying you should be able to level up in a couple hours, but again, I just, I don't know. Getting the max light too easy at Hun, I want you to think about something. If getting to max light was too easy... People are still blitzing through milestones, getting lucky, and getting to max level anyway. They're getting to max level anyway. Think about it. WTF Game Nation and a a handful of other people, T-Rex, they got to max level within a week or two. It, It happens anyway. So people got there too fast. People are still getting there within the week or two of the content coming out. But you're just making it frustrating. <laughs> like, you see what I'm saying? They didn't even achieve what was asked for. So you can't lay that at Goth's feet and be like, well, it's all his fault. He asked for leveling. It's the streamers. They asked for leveling to be longer and infusion to be costly. You don't get to lay that at his feet. 
I don't even agree with him on a lot of stuff. We've butted heads plenty of times, but I don't think you can lay that at his feet. I don't. I think Bungie misfired on feedback is essentially what happened. Milo. Uh, now that we have tier 3 gambit prime armor, is it safe to say the entire thing is flawed? The collector cannot collect efficiently due to the invader and reaper and sentry on his team taking all the moats. The reaper cannot do his job due to the invader popping golden gun and one-shotting the HVT. The sentry can't do his job because by the time he sees the invader, he is dead. Well, I'll agree with you about sentry because sentry has to shoot him to, to, to like highlight him. Um, Sentry has to shoot him to highlight him. I'll agree with you about Sentry. The rest of those are a matter of team communication, Milo. Yes, if you're a collector in a solo queue environment, that's really frustrating. But if I'm running collector and you're playing with me and you're collecting all of the moats, then you're an, you're you're being a dum dum. <laughs> you're being a dum dum. Now, sure, if you're solo queuing, you have a valid point. But if you're playing with a team and I'm golden gunning the HVT and not letting you you be be the Reaper, th- that that's I'm being I'm being a dummy. That's on me if I'm doing that. If I'm picking up moats, I'm not a collector. So I think you're you're what you're basically saying is is all of these perks are just basically going to be a more and I think this is a good point to make. So I think Milo is making a good point. I'm going to expound it for him. All of these perks make solo queuing even more frustrating because when you go in and try to do any one of these things, your team can ruin it for you. It's like going for the Servants of the Plague in Blind Well. You're playing with other players and they make you you achieving your aim frustrating just by their very existence. Do you know what I'm saying? So this is a good point to make. They've continued to make solo queue unappealing. This makes it even more unappealing. If you grind out, get your tier 3 armor set, and you try to go use those perks, it honestly would get even worse. So, um... At, at the end of it, though, I get that you're going to have activities that aren't built for solo players. It's okay to have raids. Raids aren't for solo players. It was okay to have trials. Trials aren't for solo players. I don't think drip feed content is the time to do that. I don't think drip feed content is the time to do that. Here's Gambit Prime, pure misery for solo queue. Here's Reckoning. You really need to run tier 2 and tier 3 to actually have, you know get anything. Misery for solo queue players. You raise your hand and you're like, uh, Bungie, if I, if I like to, uh, solo queue, what does Season of the Drifter got for me? Bib, nothing. Just a lot of frustration. Nothing in this season is for them. Now, if Gambit Prime lands with a DLC, like, imagine if Gambit Prime landed with Forsaken. That would have been fine. Because it's one piece of a giant pie, and you don't feel forced to eat that slice. You're like, no, I don't have to do that. I can play this stuff over here. 90% 90% of this game isn't solo queue friendly disagree all of the planet's public spaces story missions and strikes are totally solo friendly crucible with 6v6 is not that bad if you just go in and play quick play it's not that bad it's better than it was because the team shot meta is gone it's still there but it's not It's not the defining element of crucible there's plenty of points in this game that are totally fine soloable now there's a lack of incentive if grinding the planets if grinding strikes and story missions and adventures and lost sectors and public events had more purpose then you would have more things to do forges were very solo friendly they were not that bad at all grab the bounty do the thing go into the forge forge match makes for you that was very solo friendly 
Now, obviously, if you go in under level, you get a pair of people who are under leveled. But I mean, all it took was a couple of weeks, and then for- solo queuing in forges was not that bad. Team Shot Meta is gone. That's news to me. I'm not saying Team Shot Meta is gone. It's not the defining factor of the game. I get in a lot of one v ones in PvP when I play. Most of most of the problem with Crucible right now is that you just die to a lot of like you just die to a lot of gimmicks and things that you can't really prevent, like a like a well placed Jotun, shoulder charge, snipers, shotguns. There's just a lot of that one hit kill stuff that's back that is, I think, good for the Crucible, but also frustrating for the Crucible. I was getting team shot a couple of times, but for the most part, I get in little one v ones way more than I did year one, way more. Uh, I'm Mr. Brightside. Why do they keep releasing PvP exotic quest? Uh, this content's interesting to me. Up to this point, I have had uh, when I have to go into the Crucible, is it because of Thorn? Last word, PvP weapons? Yeah, they're PvP defined weapons. Sven Rage, hey Lono, do you think Bungie could learn from Division 2 and even Anthem in terms of improvements? Well, Bungie, uh, I'm sorry, Destiny is not a min maxing game. It's not a min-maxing game. By the way, if you guys are new and you're enjoying this content and you've never been here before, uh, be sure to click the follow button. That is the little heart button. Uh, when you push that, that's a free and easy way to support what I do, and you won't miss out on the content. We do these question-answer segments on a very regular basis. We're going to be doing another question-answer and talk about Anthem and the loot update, and we're going to be doing another one about Division today. So tons of content for you. Next question. Um... So no, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't think they could learn a lot from Anthem and Division because I just don't think those games, uh, what if it became a min-maxing game? I don't think it needs to become a min-maxing game. It's a loot-based game. Like, it's not a stat-based game. Do you see the difference? You get, you put on 1K voices, you put on, you know, Orpheus Rage, you put on, um, you put on a God Roll hand cannon. It's loot-based, not stat-based. So it had to change the entire identity of the game. And I don't think, I don't think they should do that. I don't think that would appeal to the player base. I think you'd frustrate your player base by doing that. You don't want people to basically feel like that the whole game is kind of changed on a dime and get pulled out from under them. A min-maxing game is where you are minimizing and maximizing different stats to make yourself efficient at a certain build. So the most the easiest way to understand min-maxing is in like a traditional RPG. You have health, stamina and strength right strength makes you hit hard health makes you live longer stamina helps you swing for longer periods of time and you min max that they're like here's 10 points to spend what do you want you're like i'm going all strength ug 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 i'm going all health i want to be a tank i'm going across the board that's the simplest way to understand min maxing you're raising and lowering other stats to get a particular build that's like a traditional RPG, right? Stamina, health, and strength. Do you think you'll ever stop playing Destiny? I, not right now. I take breaks from it, though. Uh, Super J-Man. Other than a simple solution of fixing the leveling system, do you think it could be better if Bungie implemented a way for anyone to level up 50 to join the content? Like, along with recommended light level 690, they could have a minimum power light level of 650, just with fewer rewards. I mean, how do you structure the content, though? I don't think that works. Again, it's fine to have a power level gate in front of people if power leveling is streamlined. Shogun. Do you feel that the season of the Drifter ignores the solo and the casual player? Um, yes, it does. Now, a lot of people are going to say that's totally fine. They're going to say that's fine because the content's not for the casual player. Forsaken and the annual pass are basically built for the hobbyist, built for the hardcore player. And I think to a certain extent they're right. 
I think that to a certain extent they're right. It is built for them. But I don't think you have to build content that ignores them. You don't have to ignore them. I think that's the mistake. Destiny 2 lands and it's basically built for casuals. So hardcores feel like there's nothing for me to do here. And I feel like the annual pass, especially now, is kind of going off in the other direction. You're just ignoring casuals and and and, uh, and solo. You're, you're, you're just completely ignoring them. And I don't think that's a good idea. Personally, personally, I felt like Season of the Forge, I felt like Season of the Forge did a really good job of appealing to everybody because you could get the weapons fairly easily, but if you wanted a god roll, you had to really put the time in. That appeals to both ends of the spectrum. Sorry this question's been answered before, but uh, what are your thoughts on, can you upgrade your synthesizer once per week? I don't have a problem with that. Again, it was in line with the Reckoning tiers that launched. Um, Brett... 2k07 so you're uh so are you a fan of the quick leveling quest from the drifter i'm a casual player i was unable to complete black armory power surge bounties are great but again they're just a band-aid for a bad leveling system uh the conchitis why do you think the loop pool for reckoning or really all the season of drifter feels so feels so tight or main white i don't know i don't know it's possible it's possible that again they're just trying to be very very meager because maybe they have bigger plans in the future and they don't want to they don't want to they don't want to do too much now. Uh, I thought it was free. Do you think the new clan leveling is a bungee experiment for future leveling? The new clan leveling? Maybe I don't know. They those seemed very very uh, disconnected from each other. I'm not sure why you would think that. Uh, it's NBL. Do you think that they gave Q for Invader and Q for Reaper and might work for the player base? Uh, considering they drop skill-based matchmaking because of the player base speaking under correction. I don't know what you mean. Oh, 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 you queue for Invader for Reaper. That would be terrible. That would be terrible. You'd make matchmaking take forever. So if you're queuing as an invader, you're basically, you're hoping people in your region aren't. Right? You just level up your power uh, full drop just by playing. Well, right, I know that, but, like, I don't know... I don't know if that's why they're doing it. I don't know if that's why they're doing it. I don't think you can jump to that conclusion. Oh, you clans just level up by playing. That's an experiment for leveling. I don't think so. Because I still think they're going to always have power attached to gear. It's just a matter of when they drop. That's all. So, this right here would kill matchmaking. This right here would kill matchmaking because as if you're queuing as an invader and somebody else is queuing as this and this and this and this, everybody that's queuing as an invader is going to, they can't match together, right? Everybody that's queuing as an invader, you, you can't match with them. So you're limiting the player pool. You're fragmenting the player base and it would take a long time to match. So, um, hashtag, I've got all three sets of my hunter from tier three reckoning, but I can't get the helmet for some reason. No, 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 no. I think you get the upgrade. Uh, I think you get the helmet from the bounty from drifter. I don't know if the the helmet can drop. You have to do that bounty from drifter and does it does like a, a head upgrade or whatever. So, all right, that's the last question. We're going to transition to other stuff. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be talking about Anthem loot. They did an update. We're going to be talking about division loot. A lot of these things are tied together. More question and answer sessions, more talks. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you watching or listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.